going to start you with a uh, puzzling question on a uh, Wednesday edition of Corbett's Corner. How in the world do the St. Louis Cardinals have the top three hitters in war, wins against replacement, in all of baseball, and we are barely over 500? Going to stay pat at the trade deadline, collision course going to lose the division and be a simple wild card team in this brand new MLB playoff, uh, you know, expansion era that we've got under Manfred coming up this year. Um, collision course. We're going to lose to the division to an inferior Brewers team again. Uh, and the division is once again, a doormat for everyone. You got the pirates, reds and Cubs just giving us games. Well, we don't get them against the Cubs because they always have our number this past decade. And uh, it's just so frustrating. Again, still so early in the season. Well, no, we're halfway through it, but longest regular season you're going to get in professional sports and professional team sports, right? And that's why, uh, you know, we still, now that we've got even more playoff teams, it's like, okay, what do we, we, we all, everyone who was supposed to win this past off season or people who thought, okay, this team's pretty good. There weren't really too many teams that were going to, no one thought the Pirates were going to be good. I think the surprise has been the Orioles who are still in last place in one of the more talented divisions, but they're like close to 500 on the losing side. And it's been so long since they haven't been just an embarrassment to Baltimore, um, so, you know, that might be the only surprise, but it's gone pretty much as expected thus far. Uh, you know, Cardinals, again, we've been stuck at 500 for since 2011, even when it was 2011, we were a wild card team. Remember, you know, so that's, I guess maybe that's how we like to do it. Uh, but it's been 11 years and, uh, you know, patience is starting to run thin for Cardinal fans everywhere. Uh, and the pitching just hasn't been able to stay healthy. Boy, I really wish we held on to Sandy Alcantara. Uh, nope, we had to have Marcelo Zuna, who just disappeared when we needed him. You know, great season, regular season, and it comes down to when we need him. You know, we, we've always given the edge to going out and getting that bat, right? Uh, Matt Holiday, uh, you know, and then you're going out and getting Arenado. You've got Goldschmidt. What, what, we need the horse. Why aren't we going out and getting Max Scherzer? We need the guy that is out there. Uh, going at, to at least affect half an inning for six innings, potentially two out of three, three out of seven playoff games in a series. Uh, a guy who really affects it, not a guy who's going to get four at-bats and Ozuna uh, could just go cold through a two-week stretch and all of a sudden it's worthless. We're not going to, you know, but why am I even getting my hopes up? Because we're just going to trade for John Lester again at the deadline or freaking J.A. Happ. Um so Alcantara, yeah, he's got to be the NL Cy Young so far. This McClanahan guy, just another, you know, no-name reliever that the Rays just grow in a lab somewhere, and all of a sudden they've just produced, uh, you know, this nasty strikeout guy who I would say for my buck is the AL Cy Young right now as we are halfway through the MLB regular season. You, you know, it's I, I'm about to take off for Alaska. We've got Wing and it coming out uh this week so we're back but then we're off again so again the summer as you know back in year one is tough we've been more consistent year two pumping out a consistent content schedule but i'm going to alaska for a week a lot of people travel it's wedding season and we're kind of just you know corbett's corner i like to do once twice every week obviously uh but that's mostly in football season now we're kind of get to you know, I'm going to sneak some tennis talk in here for you at the end. But uh, other than that, it's just me maybe rambling about the WNBA, which I'm happy to do for you. But I don't think uh, 
that would do anything numbers wise for you. I, I don't think that's moving the needle. Um, so we kind of just have baseball. And again, it's such a lot, you know, you can't really make an informed opinion at the moment. I mean, you can, right? But it's going to change so often from still here on out as we approach the all-star break here. Hope you had an all uh, uh, safe and good 4th of July. Um, fantastic weather out here in the Twin Cities. Hopefully, and I think it should be all right in Alaska as well. So we shall see. Uh, keep an eye out for an Alaskan vlog uh, coming your way either this month or the next. All right, let's flip to the other side of the plate. And Paul Goldschmidt, again, mentioned that the Cardinals have Goldschmidt, Arenado, and Tommy Edmund, who was a war machine because of his uh, defensive ability. Arenado's always been known for his defense on top of his offense, and Goldschmidt, too. Uh, Gold Glover there at the opposite end of the corner, and he's leading the league in average. He's uh, He had a torrid May. He is a streaky guy, but now he's putting it together with just insane streaks, and when he's not putting together a fantastic May, a fantastic June, you know, he's just he's hitting 315. Uh, you know, he's just the picture of kind of a complete hitter. And, uh, you know, I'm getting jealous watching all the success Matt Carpenter's having over in the short porch, Yankee Stadium. Yankees have the best fan base in baseball to where they're paying attention and trending on Twitter every single regular season game. Uh, And Carpenter's getting all the love from, uh, you know, taking great Matt Carpenter at bats. Goldschmidt does that, too. And obviously, Goldschmidt's more in his prime than Carpenter is. He's uh, past his prime. But Goldschmidt having a hell of a year. And again, what... We've got a couple games above 500. We're staring up at the Brewers. We, we got nothing to show for it. Um, twins, whoever you will face in the playoffs, you're getting absolutely spanked by. We know this. As soon as Dylan Bundy trots out to the mound, it's over. It's done. Okay. Sorry. It's done. Uh, it is written in stone. The Rays, my preseason pick, slumping towards the All Star break because they're in a loaded division. Blue Jays, Red Sox have picked up. They started out terribly. Now they're above 500. They're basically better than the Cardinals. Um, Ray's slumping a bit, but I still, you know, I, I don't know what to expect. I still like them. Team went to a World Series two years ago. Um, I don't trust Aaron Boone. I know that team's awesome, one of the best teams in baseball, but what happens when Aaron Boone gets in the postseason? Can he finally get rid of that? And uh, same with those bats. Can Judge and Stanton really not go uh, over in the playoffs when it comes down to crunch time? Uh, Red Sox and Rays can do anything in October, uh, as we have seen. Uh, I don't know why, but I'm loving the San Diego Padres this year in the National League. Uh, you know, this is a front, they haven't won a World Series in franchise history, right? So why do I think that they're a potential play this year? Uh, look, Bob Melvin, you know, first year, you know, that kind of snuck in there. Hey, this guy that's, you know, a really decorated managerial career. He's won, I believe, with the D-backs all the way back in 01. Won so many years with a mediocre squad in Oakland. Like he was, he's a very well respected manager. Comes into a great scenario. The Padres, they got a nice little rotation. Tatis hasn't even played yet. Uh, imagine when he comes back. Giants are way worse this year as they've been slumping. Rockies, not good. D backs, not good. Padres, you know, what's not to like? And when you're looking at, okay, what are team, which teams are going, how do you parse through which teams are, regular season darlings it's kind of like the nba right rudy gobert utah jazz we'll get into that as he dons a t-wolves uniform in just a second uh regular season darlings utah jazz oh wait that game doesn't translate to postseason basketball into a series 
baseball. Okay, great. Twins, top of their division. Let's take a look at how that translates to postseason baseball. Dylan Bundy's pitching in either game one, two, or three. That doesn't translate well. Padres have got one through five. Not elite guys, but Manaya, Clevenger. Um, you know, I, I'm blanking at the moment here, but you, you, these guys have got nasty stuff through Musgrove, right? Quality start Joe, Joe Musgrove. Um, you know, guys that are going to be able to get you good performances. Now, can they do it in the postseason? They haven't quite proved it yet because they haven't been there. They had a collapse last year, talented team, Manny Machado. Uh, you know, the lineups there, Eric Hosmer has won a World Series with Kansas City. I think the pieces are there. Um, Braves won it last year. Braves are starting to heat up too, but you know, anything can happen in baseball. The Nationals, a team that stink this year. Remember, they were the darling that went as a wild card team. Uh, you know, I think the last year before the pandemic, right? Um, anything can happen. Padres playing hot baseball right now, and they don't even have their young star in Tatis Jr. Uh, so that's kind of the halfway point look at Major League Baseball. But trending last night, basketball, summer, Kevin Durant, the NBA always seems to steal the headlines from baseball, even when they don't have games going. Uh, but they do. It's Summer League, and Chet Holmgren was the number one trending topic last night. Sports, media, you name it. This dude is going to be legit. The Thunder are going to be nasty. Let's take a look at some NBA and uh, wrap up kind of the season. Celtics fall short to the Warriors. KD on the move. Who should win this year? Uh, big drama, NBA. And what about the draft, right? Holmgren. Paolo or Jabari? How about Jaden Ivey and Cade? Uh, the NBA, baby, you got to love it. Let's take a look. Yeah, so Chet Holmgren, uh, dude's dribbling length of the floor behind his back, uh, showing off moves, has the most blocks in summer league history. Uh, the Thunder are going to be nasty. They stockpiled Sam Presti, stockpiled all these draft picks, and it's turned into Josh Giddy, Chet Holmgren, You've got Shy Gilgis Alexander, who's been there and been solid for a couple of years now. And you got a nice little squad, a squad I took the over on their win totals last year when it was like 21 and a half. They barely squeaked by and cashed that one. I don't know. You know, people weren't high on Chet. He, oh, he's slipping this. He's slipping that. I think he's the best prospect. I thought that going in, um, you know, I don't know. You see so many times the the one two the bus the no bus the Jordan the LeBron the Johnny Flynn over Steph Curry who is it to the Anthony Edwards the Lamelo Ball um, last year you, Scotty Barnes gets Rookie of the Year Jalen Suggs all of a sudden looks like he might be the bust out of the group Kate started so slow now he looks like he's already taking a next step after kind of making that development through just the course of his first NBA season. Uh, but Chet, again, it's all <laughs> pump the brakes, Dylan, everyone. It's the first game in NBA Summer League, but it was eye-popping just to see him on the floor, uh, just against professionals, right? Uh, you know, how's he going to translate Gonzaga, the WCC, to all of a sudden, hey, you're going up against men, and you're a wiry kid that looks like he can't get anything done in the post. Looks like he's getting some stuff done. Now, let's see it against the starters in the NBA but I think, you know, he looks like KD out there, and this guy's a kid. He's only going to, you know, now we're finally seeing Jason Tatum as a man. Uh, people forget these guys come into the league at 18. 
you know, Jesus Christ. Uh, could you imagine when you were 18 as, um, you know, all of a sudden just look where you were back in your own life uh, in 18 versus where you are now. So, I mean, it, it, you know, he looks good. And I think he's in a good spot to kind of grow and blossom. And that's going to be a neat little squad next year. Keep an eye out for Nikola Jovic. No, not Nikola Jokic. Uh, this is the guy that the Miami Heat, known for drafting some great guys, diamonds in the rough. Obviously, he culture. They made so many people. Uh, look at Max Struess. Look, look at Gabe Vincent. Uh, you know, look at Tyler Johnson from years past. You've got Hassan Whiteside, you know, creating that Heat culture guy. Do they have a new one in Nikola Jovic, who kind of quietly slid under the Chet Holmgren trending headline? Uh, but he had himself a baller of a night at Summer League as well. And that would totally be a guy that just all of a sudden comes out of nowhere and he's Tyler Hero uh, or he's Jokic. Uh, you know, Pat Riley seems to always be able to find these guys and Spolstra seems to be able to coach him. All right, so who do you like this coming year? The Warriors proved too great. Steph Curry, you know, God, I was so – I you know, everything looked great. I picked the Suns before everyone – um, and then the Suns get really good, and it's like, okay, but then Devin Booker gets injured, and then they get bounced by Luka. And then it's like, wait a second, is Dallas good? They just beat the Suns, you know, the best team in the NBA, and then they get totally trounced and pantsed by the Warriors. Then all of a sudden it's the Celtics. My goodness, they've been here before. They finally get over the hump. They're Eastern Conference champs. Uh, they've got such a great team. They've got this rookie coach, Stevens, upstairs. The core's been there, and I'll – I forgot how scary it was betting against Steph Curry. I mean, I am this every time the dude touches the ball, anytime, anytime this dude moves, uh, just even near the three point line, I am just, I already know what's going to happen. And it's going to be a three in my face, uh, a three in my throat. And the Warriors get it done. Uh, Warriors got it done. And kind of a theme is like, you know, star, it's going to be a star player. Even the you had Giannis, you know, Jordan, when he left for minor league baseball, Olajuwon uh, went back to back, right? You've always, you need a star to win. Uh, albeit the only one that might not have been would be the Detroit Pistons with Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton, Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace. Um, that might have been the only kind of th the exception. Toronto, when they took out the Warriors without KD with the Achilles injury, you had Kawhi. That was kind of the coming out party of Kawhi where it's like, oh, it wasn't just Greg Popovich in San Antonio. Damn, he did in Toronto too. Now, where is Kawhi? He's out of the headlines. Well, he's been super injured. Are the Clippers, a team that got to the Western Conference Finals two years ago without Kawhi, is that a team that you can look to? The Warriors were, you know, one of the, they had a lottery pick in which they got James Wiseman uh, one year. The next, they're right back to winning the title. So the Clippers play in, uh, you know, they barely squeak by there. They get their star back. Are they going to be right back? Um, Kawhi Leonard set to return this season, we think. Is this the Nuggets year? Jamal Murray missed this past year. Nuggets still have the back-to-back -back MVP, best player in the league, Nikola Jokic. Unprecedented, unreal player, MVP. Um, like nothing we've ever seen. Can't do shit. In the playoffs, again, they ran into the eventual champs in round one, but uh, still they have, it, it's starting to pile up. You just saw Utah get frustrated for how often they were 
at the top of the conference, competing, going to the playoffs, get bounced. And it's just a whole offseason of frustration. And eventually they blow it up. Portland, same thing. They blow it up. When did the Nuggets do that? Tick-tock, tick-tock. Will Jamal Murray be back and will he help them? Um, Nuggets just lost their guy too, right? Their uh, president, but the guy who found Jokic, their brain behind the operation. He's with the Timberwolves. Nice hire. Nice hire. They uh, brought out the Brinks truck for him for sure. Mavs, are they going to come back? Are they the Hawks of this year uh, or two years past where they're there in the conference finals and then they're bounced in the first round as an eight seed the next? Uh, well, they got better. They got Christian Wood. Uh, they lose Brunson. They did all right in the draft. We'll see if the Mavs can stick around. How about the Suns? How about the Suns with Durant? We got to wait. We got to see where Durant's going. Where's Kyrie going? That's the other thing is that uh, the things can change with uh, the NBA and just the blink of an eye here during the NBA offseason. It is exciting. Headlines galore for us to chew on and gnaw on until we get to college football in the end of August. Buck, Bucks, Celtics, I got to think for the Eastern Conference. Heat, did the Heat get Durant? Those were the two teams he wanted to go to, Suns and Miami. Who wanted this guy? Well, apparently the Minnesota Timberwolves really did. Rudy Gobert coming to the Twin Cities and a disappointment near you. Well, me. Rudy Gobert to the Wolves for four. That's right. Four first-round draft picks. Absolutely laughable. Um, you know, we've been making fun of Rudy Gobert for the last two seasons now. Um, you know, I, I feel bad for the guy. He was, you know... Um, the NBA makes fun of him. No one wants to draft him to the NBA all-star team when the players draft. Uh, Shaq rips him a new one on the most popular NBA show every uh, twice a week. And, and, you know, he's he's the defensive player here, but that's all he could do. He's, he's, he's going to get you a 13 and 11, 13 and 12. Looks real good. Uh, you know, holy crap, you, you stared at that back in the early 2000s and you all of a sudden want to back up and give them $200 million. Uh, That's not today's game. DeAndre Ayton, uh, what's the market going to be for him? The, what are the Timberwolves doing? Uh, okay, you know, this had to have been A-Rod. Like, A-Rod strikes again. He goes to one T-Wolves. He buys the team. He just wants to be an owner. Oops, he, he gets outbid, and Jeter gets the Marlins. Uh, oops, he gets outbid, and he's not part of the ownership group of the Mets. Uh, okay, now he's a basketball owner, and it's the Timberwolves. A-Rod, a Miami kid coming up to the Twin Cities, catches one game, you know, the playing game when all the Timberwolves uh, team was crying like they had won the championship with Pat Bev and Anthony Edwards. Um, well, and then they had one of the most historic collapses, three different double-digit leads in a fourth quarter, totally blew a series that they should have won over the Grizzlies. Um, and then you get A-Rod. I imagine him in a meeting. You know, our defense doesn't look that great, right? No, no surprise there. Wolves have been terrible defensively for, it seems, 20 years now. All right, who's the defensive player of the year? Get me that guy. You know, A-Rod just – and here's the thing. New GM comes in, gets paid a ton of money. You hear this all the time. All the guys that work so hard to get to where they get, they finally get that bag. What happens? Well, it's a lot harder to get up to work out at 4 a.m. when you're sleeping on satin sheets. 
it's a lot, you know, it's a lot harder to really grind and find the best deal for your owner who may or may not know the best interest for his team basketball wise, because he's Alex Rodriguez, but you just got 25 million plus guaranteed. You're buying a nice place on Wyzetta Lake. Uh, you're out here enjoying the summer and all of a sudden A-Rod's like, Hey, get, get me, uh, get me a guy. we got to make a splash, but you know, you don't want to give up Anthony Edwards. You don't want to give up Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, maybe. I mean, I, I would certainly fish him out there. I mean, what has he done since he's come here? But Kevin Durant doesn't want to come here. So what do you do? You got to go. Free agents aren't coming here. You got to go trade for a guy that you think is going to turn your franchise around. And, hey, I got just the thing, A-Rod. How about the defensive player of the year? You know, to A-Rod, that's probably his thing. Hey, oh, my God, we got a super team. The super team is basically patching up a spare tire. Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, who's never done any winning, more babying than anything, uh, you know, gets so- called soft as baby shit by Jimmy Butler. Uh, Anthony Edwards, who did not make the, t- he hasn't done any winning. Uh, you know, he made the playoffs and then obviously coughed up the series. And you got D'Lo. Uh, you know, what do we, and that, Pat Bev, and now we've got freaking Rudy Gobert. Uh, it is the Island of Misfit Toys here in the Twin Cities for the Minnesota Timberwolves. But again, this is, a, they'll be like, ah, you know what? Hey, we got 45 wins this year. Hell yeah. Oh, we got, we lost 6-4 in the first round in a 4-5 matchup to uh, the Grizzlies. You know, say they rematch again. That's not winning a title. Book it. Write it down. This franchise is cursed. City's cursed, really. Uh, that was funny. Rudy Gobert to the Wolves mortgage their future for somebody that's not the future of the NBA, a position that is not the future of the NBA, a guy that cannot step out and hit the future of the NBA shot making in three pointers. What happens when they make a four point shot, which is eventually going to come? Rudy Gobert is going to be so fast out, of, he's going to be quicker out of league than uh, uh, I went for a comedic name there, I couldn't even come up with one. Rudy Gobert's the comedic name enough. So Rudy Gobert's at the Wolves. Well, the NBA left us when the Warriors took out the Celtics and the NHL was quickly behind. We're back on kind of a regular sports calendar, right? From uh, the pandemic. Uh, obviously, we squished together all the seasons after stuff was canceled here, shortened there. We had baseball. It seems like we had four NBA seasons in two years. Now we're starting to get back onto normal schedule. So the NHL wraps up, what, a week or two right after. Avalanche, too good. My God, uh, you know, good for them. That team was destined. Um, new dynasty imminent, question mark. McDavid's going to be back in that conference, one would think. Uh, you know, he's kind of the face of the league now as Ovechkin and Crosby are kind of handing the torch down to Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid. Excuse me. And uh, how about we'll Tampa Bay be back? Why not? You know, this team has been the class of the NHL for the last five years. Um, is there any new threat to the East? The Panthers can't seem to get out of their own way. Um, how are the, the Boston just fired their head coach? Pittsburgh, Crosby's aging. Capitals, Ovechkin's aging. Can Carolina finally get over there? I don't see why Tampa Bay is aging, but they seem to be aging like a fine wine. Who knows? Maybe they make their way back. Um, But the Avalanche are your NHL champions, and now we've got MLB baseball 
WNBA, tennis. Here it is. Wimbledon. It has been great. You know, Wimbledon, the, the attendance has been down. You've got a lot of star stars missing. Ashley Barty retired, who was the overall number one on the women's side. Serena got bounced in the first round. Swatek loses her uh, unbelievable streak, right? 37 straight matches she won. I thought she was the overwhelming favorite, and she goes down. So now it, it was like, wait a second, who's it going to be? It still looks like it's going to be people we know. Ons Jobber is the number two ranked woman right now because everyone, right? It was uh, Barty. Then you, you had Osaka, who's basically away from the game of tennis right now. So you, you had a complete shuffling of the rankings, and Swatek took over. And now you've got Ons Jabor, who is uh, looking to take her first Grand Slam. She is going to face likely. Simona Halep, who's you know a legend in her own right, the 2019 champion. So that's probably going to be you know a pretty good women's final, men's final. Nadal, he's going for the Grand Slam. He's got Kyrgios coming up. He just escaped Fritz in a five-set thriller. I said it was going to be Joker, Alcaraz, and the winner likely to face Nadal. While Alcaraz got bounced by Yannick Sinner. The future of men's tennis is so bright. They've got so many young stars. Djokovic comes all the way back and beats Sinner in five sets. He was down two to none. And uh, he's he's like minus 1,400 against Cameron Norrie, the local kid, Great Britain, represent there on the grass in London and uh, or in the UK. And then you've got Kyrgios and Nadal. And I'm actually going to check right now what that line is because Kyrgios has been on fire. This is a guy who's just like he's a hothead. Uh, but he's sensational at tennis. He just does his own thing. He's a villain. Um, and he's just been ripping through the grass season so far. He's always a threat no matter what tournament, but he's also, you know, a threat to get bounced early if he kind of lets his emotions get the best of him, so to speak. Kurgios Nadal. Nadal, can he get <laughs> – oh, my goodness, I can't believe it. Nadal is a dog against Nick Kyrgios, the number two ranked tennis, one of the greatest of all time, and he still got a chance for the Grand Slam. And in the semifinal, as Djokovic is minus 1,400 against his opponent, Nadal finds himself a dog uh, to the number 40th ranked tennis player in the world in Kyrgios, but he is still obviously, as we know, uh, certainly a live tennis player. And it's his first... Uh, is it his first semifinal? I think so. This He's on an incredible run, still young. He's 26. Can he finally, can one of these young guys topple uh, the three greats? You know, Federer's finally falling off as he can't get over the injuries. Nadal and Djokovic haven't fallen off yet. They've battled injuries, but they're still king of the mountaintops, winning all these grand slams left and right. Can Nadal as a dog do it? Uh, we'll find out Friday morning. The women's semifinal, Thursday morning, men's semifinal, Friday morning, women's final Saturday, and men's final Sunday. Uh, Corbett's Corner done here on a Wednesday or whatever you are enjoying it, winging it out as well for the audio audience this week. And then YouTube audience, you can catch the latest episode coming out this uh, on Tuesday. That's when you're seeing us uh, coming out here. All right, appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed your fourth. I'm headed to Alaska, so I'm going to be uh, – far out of commission not out of commission i'll be around but uh definitely going to soak in some vacation and the 50th state in the united states that i have been to i'm finally checking off that list so alaska via a cruise 
for seven to eight days. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to winging it as well. And looking forward to talking to you when I get back.